Blog Talk Radio. Aloha, everybody. Uh, this is Jennifer O. Intuitive, and I'm your host today, and my co-host is Bob. Aloha. How are you? Um, today our show is going to be about psychic children. Uh-oh. Well, I read an article on psycho children. <laughs> Not the same. <laughs> Not the same. Oh. Um, Anyways, we, uh, I get a lot of uh, questions about uh, psychic children. Of course, I'm sure you've seen the show. What is it? It's just called Psychic Children, right? I, yeah, as a matter of fact, I, I yeah. watched a little bit about it. And of course, we both are blessed with, uh, with some of those in our families. Yeah, so um, one, one of the things I brought on one of my articles, I've written an article about psychic children or parenting psychic children. If you, if you happen to have not read it, um, it's on my website, uh, www.jenniferopsychic.com or hawaiipsychicgen.com. Um, and the reason I wrote that is, is for a number of different reasons. Is uh, I was getting a lot of calls and inquiries about problems that children were having and their own children. They didn't know what to do. And um, as we know, that show psychic children has taken off immensely and um, actually some of the stuff that inspired me to write the article was because I was watching the show and I realized um, what a great thing they're doing but but those kids are terrified I mean have you watched like they are so scared when they come out you know I I haven't seen actually uh, much of that show other than trailers but I can speak from my own uh, daughter's experience that she was terrified a lot and we didn't know why Right, and that's what a lot of people run into is, is they're just, these poor kids are terrified. And the problem with have, being a regular parent that's not psychic um, is I think the parents get scared. And they don't understand and they can't explain things to them. And so it's hard for them to walk them through it if they have no idea what they're experiencing. Yes. Yeah. So one of the benefits that I have um, is... Well, first of all, I grew up as a psychic child. Imagine that. And um, that gives me an advantage. But when I had my own children, I have uh, two, and one's a sensitive, highly sensitive, and one is a medium, and a full-blown medium. And the thing is, I, when I was watching these shows, I realized my children absolutely had no problems adjusting at all. I mean, they're just regular kids. They're not afraid. We talk about stuff like... I mean, they wake up and will be like, oh, yeah, I had a visit from Grandma. Or they'll say, um, you know, so-and-so was walking in the hallway, and to other people, <laughs> that is very strange. To us, it's an everyday, it's an everyday thing. But what I um, did in this article is I was trying to get put together some parenting tips to help people because I couldn't figure out why were my kids so well adjusted. I, you know, that was one thing I had a hard time with. Well, it was because of your own personal knowledge. Absolutely. Which seemed normal to you. And weren't you at, at that point, weren't you one of those psychics that, that were like, I thought everybody could do this. Or yeah, everybody absolutely. Everybody had this experience. So it was just a normal thing for you, which right. is for some people. Right. Now, one of the things, another reason I wrote down the um, – steps for helping other parents is not just because for parents that were non-psychics, but I've had parents that I've read articles on that were, were psychics that did some ex- things that I absolutely didn't agree with um, as far as how they parented their children. Um, one of the first things I want to start out with that I've read before that just makes me crazy is uh, 
they think that they, their children need to be parented differently. Now, that is true to an extent. But to the extreme where they think they need to be homeschooled or pulled out of school because of all the other children's energy and because of all the stuff that's going on and they can't concentrate and all this kind of stuff, I think that that is one of the worst things that you can do with a psychic child, and I'll tell you why. Because if you pull this child out of school, you're, first of all, you're defining them as different and, and that there's something very different about them, and they should never, ever grow up feeling that there's, you know, that they're separated somehow from all the other children because, let's face it, and I don't know if you all know this, but basically all the children that are born are born highly intuitive and psychic. I mean, they just are. They lose it at about the age of four, and the ones that retain it, retain it into adulthood, or and sometimes it comes back in adulthood, but we all have the sixth sense, which is the psychic ability, the intuitive sense. Now, to the degree that we have it is different, but we all have it. You're all Everybody's children have it. We have a, a remembrance of the other side when we're born, and we have a, me a memory of all these different, you know, things that we can do, and then we grow up and we're told, no, you can't do this, and no, you can't do that, and um, that's impossible, and you can't see them, and, and we confuse the heck out of our children. But getting back to the homeschool part, um, what that does is, what do you think would happen? What do you think would happen if you pulled your kid out of school? Well, it has, and, it has a negative effect on, on their socialization skills for, for one For thing, one. You know? So they, they, you know, it's a little bit tougher. I mean, a lot of people are getting pulled out these days. Uh, for other reasons. Because the educational system is... is, is uh, uh, failing in a lot of places in this country, but it's a socialization issue, and they get they get tagged uh, if, if people know about it. Uh, right. One, isolation is not the right thing to do. Well, is what you're getting at here. Right. And what you said, is, I I do agree with pulling your kids out if there's like a dangerous situation or something like that. You know, that there can be. Yeah, yeah that's that's different. Like really immensely poor education, something along that matter. Not because your kid is psychic. And, the, and one of the main reasons is because if they do not learn to deal with it and realize that they're not a victim to it and that they do not realize that they can control it, what do you think is going to happen to them when they're a teenager and they're, or where, you know, an adult and they're thrown into Walmart? Well. <laughs> Seriously. It's, it's, their coping you, skills are, uh, I mean, you know, anything from, from a, uh, you know, addictions and things like that to cope for, you know, chemical, uh, you know, anything to, to try to cope. Their coping skills, like I was saying, you know, it has a negative uh, effect on their social uh, growth and their ability to socialize with people. So, and then they just get overrun. So in order, in order to compensate for that, they, you know, they, they things like uh, chemical dependency can happen, uh, acting out, all kinds of different uh, negative right. things that you don't want. Right, or, and especially in teen years. Yes. And the, the problem with not letting them realize and figure out how to cope at a young age, which they can adapt to very quickly, is they start using it as more of a victim type thing, not on purpose, but they start going, well, I can't do that, and I feel their energy, and I feel that. Well, if, if you all pay attention, everybody feels everybody's energy, whether you're psychic or not. So that should never be an excuse. And we're trying to get these kids to live a normal life. I really don't agree with just pulling them out. Now, in some circumstances, I think that it's probably warranted. But for overall, that is just not the first thing that you should be doing with your kids. So uh, let's start back at, at when um, 
kind of how to tell the difference if your if your child is um, psychic or not. Because the next question I would assume would be, uh, well, if we're all born psychic or intuitive, then how the heck am I supposed to know the difference? Because that means everybody's that way, right? Well, that'd be an interesting thing. And, and uh, Lisa Williams. Um, Yes, long psychic, you're a fan, and as am I. I actually, I was uh, listening to her radio show, and she was talking about, pardon me for getting this name wrong, Super Nanny, Joe, I remember her first name, but they're very, very good friends, and, and Super Nanny is, is, is uh, psychic as well, which I didn't know, but she was telling Lisa Williams that you have to be very careful with how you deal with small children, mm -hmm. because you really don't know what they're seeing and hearing. Right. If you're not psychic, or if you're not even really in tune with your empathic abilities, which is right. to feel um, things around you, which everyone is to some extent, but being in tune with it being the key to that. But that, that really struck me. It was like uh, because of, of my daughter, my, my middle child, um, it, it was, you know, the, the fear that she had. And we had no idea what was going on. With right. That's when you called me. <laughs> well, and she came up with the story about why we were here. Well, and that happens. And actually, again, um, let's start from the basics. All, all children are born that way, and they all, a lot of them can have stories about when they um, have come in and, you know, remembering past lives. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be psychic their whole life. Um, but you are born that way. So I think it's really cool, and I tell parents all the time, if they start talking about it, ask them questions because... Don't be like, oh, you're making up stories, you know, because I, I really, I'm curious. I'm curious to what that they remember. There's a lot to the imaginary play friend. Yeah, <laughs> there is. Um, and, boy, people would be freaked out if they knew that wasn't imaginary. Anyways, they um, will have a lot to the story, and it's really fun to learn about the story. Now, a lot of times children will tell you a story, like my uh, son who, when he was four, was talking about... Um, you know, me being his most favorite mom in this lifetime, and uh, that I was not his mom in the last lifetime. It was another mom, but I had been his mom in four lifetimes. You know, now, he, doesn't, he is a psychic medium, but he does not remember that story. And a lot of times they will forget because um, any, anybody's children can remember the past lives and, past, and all that sort of thing. It's just interesting and it's a good connection to talk with them about it and get them, and connect with them on that level and learn more about it. And actually, you can research that sometimes and, and find places that they've been that they should never know that they've been to. They can tell you about different areas of the city. It's really, really pretty neat. Um, but anyways, that happens. They will tend to lose it, most children. Some of them will carry it on. They'll carry it on as they'll start remembering things in their teen years or even sometimes when they're adult. So that does happen. So usually about the age of four on, if you're still having issues where they're seeing people and, uh, you know, being afraid to go to sleep and these things, a lot of times they're going to carry that on through their adulthood. So that's one thing. Uh, another thing is to realize if, you're, if your child is carrying this on through adulthood and you see it going past the age of four and seven into nine into 12, um, that does not mean that they're going to do readings. And that absolutely does not mean they're going to be psychic and be in the psychic world is what I mean. That does not mean that they will ever do anything with it whatsoever. So please do not label your kids um, in that manner that they're going to just continue on to, you know, be in the psychic world. Because most likely they're going to continue, I'd say 99% of the time, they're going to continue on into a regular life. So the key there is to 
teach them how to integrate just your intuitive sense and all that sort of thing, which I think we as adults need to teach ourselves anyways, whether, you know. Well, it's like all the kids that are involved in athletics and sports that love athletics and sports, the majority of those kids don't go on to play professionally or make a part of their Profession. No, they don't. Um, and also, I just wanted to add, just because your your child may have an imaginary play friend doesn't doesn't mean that it isn't just an imaginary right. play friend. I mean, so there's a fine line there. You want to be careful not to cross. But asking questions, of course, Jennifer can pick up on that. Well, yeah, and that's where you can ask for outside help because a lot of that can can get a little confusing. But we are imaginary imaginary play friends are not scary, so we're trying to address the scary thing. Um, so that's kind of why we did the article. The, the understanding their ability is really important, um, and it's important to explain to them. If you have questions on that, I have um, oh, what do you, a definition, definition thing on my website on the um, jenniferopsychic.com at the bottom where it talks about um, if you're clairvoyant, you know, you're, you can see things. If you're a clairaudient, you can hear things. Um, if you're clairsentient. Um, if you're clair, clair cognizant, you know you just know things. If you know, it goes through the whole thing. An empath, they can feel your feelings. Um, they can feel other people's feelings, and we—it really helps you if you kind of know what that they can do and maybe explain to them. Because uh, again, it helps if you educate yourself. Because if you don't educate yourself and you're afraid of what they're doing, man, they, those kids pick up on that like right now, like. Seriously, it makes them scared because they think you're scared and they don't know why everybody's scared. Um, the other thing is uh, to, to let them know is most of the time the psychic children are seeing spirits. They're seeing them and um, they come around at night. And they come around at night because that's when the veil is thinner. Also, the veil is thinner because that's when they're starting to fall asleep. And that's when your mind shifts consciousness and you're very open to all those things. And that's scary when it's nighttime and you're possibly seeing things that shouldn't be there. And um, plus all the horror stories and movies and ghosts and things doesn't help when they're kind of, I don't know, programmed to think that that is just a horrible, scary thing, you know? So uh, that nighttime is usually when that happens. And you'll find them, you know, not wanting to go to bed, not wanting to stay in bed. One of the easiest things that you can learn or do for this is to let them leave a DVD in the uh, DVD player, leave the TV on until they fall asleep. If they leave it on all night, that's fine, and I'll tell you why. Because when you're psychic and when you're intuitive, as you're falling asleep and such, you can hear and sense things around you. You can feel them behind you. You can feel them touch you. You can. It's very. It's very disturbing to your sleep. So you can hear them. They'll, they'll call your name. They'll be trying to talk to you. If you can put the TV or, you know, a DVD on, it shifts your brain a little bit to where you still can fall asleep, but you're sort of listening to the TV so you're not in that, what, I don't know what you call that, sleep in between where you're just really relaxed, the veil is thin. But do you see, it shifts that. And people get real upset. They're like, you know, um, husbands, like if there's two couples, one of the couples will agree and the other one will say, no, they don't need to be listening to that all night. Well, I'll tell you what, to have a, a well-rested kid that had SpongeBob on or whatever, 
um, for six hours or eight or whatever that they were doing because they normally will fall asleep and won't need it back on. Maybe in the middle of the night they may turn it back on versus having a terrified kid for six hours is going to make a huge difference on their personality. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, with my kids, I, I used a, a Delta Sleep CD. I would write it when it was time for them to go to bed. I'd put it on, and I'd put it on repeat play, and it's just the, the Delta Sleep vibration, and then they would just fall into that vibration, but it would play all night long, so right. they would just stay in that, that state of sleep right. slumber. So, um, and a lot of people, a lot of those kids that um, are hearing things ask to have the TV on, and the parents are very adamant about not. Or the light. Or the light, and they're very adamant about that. And, and another thing is, um, you know, they tend to be drawn, when the light is on also, you, when you feel something, you feel more secure if you turn around and you can see there's nothing there. That's for children. Um, you know, if the light is off and you can feel something you turn around can't tell something's not there, but they also can you can see them better when it's dark like that in some cases. So um, light I don't usually do the the big light, but I, I assume you can or um, any type of light, night light night or something. Lights yeah. Work for my kids. Yeah, but the TV is huge. You will not believe the difference that you notice there. So. Um, we want them to get a restful sleep because this is something that they're, they're going to have to deal with all the time. Spirits will not harm them. This is really important for them to realize and for parents to realize that um, there's, there's nothing that's going to happen. Like even if they're hanging out in the room or they're, they're bothering them or they, you know, they're talking to them or touch them, they're not, they're not, really, not going to harm them. And a lot of times, most of the time, they're not harmful spirits, most of the time. So um, during this time, if they realize there's, you know, there's nothing that they can do to harm them and they really have control, that will make them feel 100% better right away. And to have control, you can also, you can also just, they need to be in less of a, a scared state and more of an empowered state and just say, you know what, I don't have time for this, leave me alone. Yeah, it, you know, that's, that's an important statement, and it's just really pulling at me. And uh, it, regardless of what's going on with your child, and this happens when parents decide that, they're, you know, decide that they're busy and things like that, which happens in routine. You know, it's not to bash anybody or anything like that. But when a, when a child comes up with a story like that that sounds like it's out of the ordinary, the best thing for a parent to do is say, well, that's interesting. Tell me about it. Instead of, oh, that's silly, that kind of thing isn't real. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, because it, it, uh, like empowering the child, it empowers the child to be creative. It empowers them to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. and, empower, and, and then they also know that where their real support comes from. And parents want to protect their children, but you need to do it openly and, say, and, and be curious about it, find out what's really going on, and, and ask the child, say, well, you know, that's pretty interesting. Tell me about it. Tell me more about it. Find out more about it, and then you'll know. Right, right, and they can give you a lot of information as well. You'll be surprised at how much information that they'll give you. So we want to empower them. Uh, we have a caller, uh, area code 317. Hello? Aloha. They might not be able to hear us. 317, can you hear us? Huh. All right, well... Uh, if you can hear us, you may have to call back um, because we can't hear you. Anyways, uh, so one of the things that it would you want to make sure is that you empower and you empower them and um, make them not feel a victim to this because this is the simple fact of the matter is is uh, 
you could, they can ask God and they can ask their guides to stop, uh, you know, having to, to block out the spirits and not show them things that they, that they uh, don't want to see because that's another thing that we'll get into. Actually, I'll just get into it right now. Sometimes when they fall asleep or sometimes they'll see things about people and, and very scary things. I had um, a very um, scary time when I was in my teen years uh, talking or seeing uh, an accident that my brother was going to get into. And this happened for a really long time. And the problem was I wasn't getting enough information where it could tell you, um, is everybody going to be okay? Are they not going to be okay? You know, what's going to happen? Because I was so early in my... Um, getting the visions that I, I just wasn't getting all the information. Well, you can, if, if your kids are getting information they don't want to receive, you can actually tell them to just tell God and their spirit guides, do not give me any negative information that I have no control over. And it will stop. It will stop immediately. Um, so it's not something that's happening, I want to say, to you. It's happening in your life, but it's not something you, that's happening to you that you do not have control over. So the other thing is, uh, being, so we've covered the, the TV, um, educate yourself on the definitions, um, the spirits will not harm them, uh, so that they realize that, that, that there's, you know, there's not going to be any crossover and they're not going to harm, harm them in any way. Uh, being psychic or um, uh, sensitive or whatever, that can be so energetically draining. Now, this is where people have this issue with at school and, or, or in Walmart or whatever. You can go in, and, and what happens is when you're tapping into other people's energy and you are tapping into um, other people being hyper or just going into Walmart. Walmart's my favorite not fun place to go because of this. <laughs> For the longest time, it was really hard. Uh, if you do not learn, if you do not realize when you're younger to – Basically, how I te taught my kids and how I teach other children is to imagine yourself in a bubble, uh, white light surrounding you, and nothing is getting through your bubble. Because what happens is as you're passing by people, you can start feeling their stress. You can start feeling they're upset about something. They couldn't find this. They couldn't do that. Same at school. You, you can pick up on people being stressed out about schoolwork and whatever, and it pulls, it just sucks energy right out of you or it pulls their energy right into you. So what you really need to do is just have a guard around. And what happens when, that, when you're energetically drained is it can make you feel like shaky and um, kind of like fatigued um, and, and cranky because you're shaky and fatigued. And what you also, one really easy thing you can do too, which I think me and you were talking about is you have so much control over your own health. I don't think people realize the control that they have. And once your child decides or you as an adult decide, you know what, I'm not allowing this to happen anymore. I'm putting up, you know, for whatever reason, I'm putting up a bubble, I'm putting up my block. Nobody's energy is going to affect me because, it's not going to. I, and you just make that decision that it's not going to, it literally will stop. That's actually one of the most powerful things I did for Walmart, by the way, um, when I was going in is I just decided, you know what, I was done with that. It wasn't going to affect me anymore. It was really weird. It just went away. Well, and for a lot of you people that don't like places like the big shopping malls, shopping centers, uh, super shopping centers, Walmart, Target, whatever it is, you know, um, you're more em uh, empathetic or more of an empath than you may have realized. So as people talk about not having any psychic abilities, 
and right. you get into crowds and all of a sudden you start feeling that way or you go shopping and you come back and you, and you have all of these bizarre feelings, it's because you're an empath. It's because you pick up on that energy and that's exactly what Jen is talking about. So, uh, Well, the they, hardest think, they think it's anxiety a lot of times. Which it causes anxiety. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Uh, yeah, it develops in that. And, and yeah, they think it's anything but, uh, but the, the actual cause about it. Uh, which uh, Jen is talking about. The other, another important thing in relation to that is, is that, uh, you know, that's why you, you want to be careful about understanding or, or completely listening to your child if they're explaining some things to you that don't seem normal to you because you don't see them or you don't hear them. Um, it's really difficult for people in, in general, period, just to understand something that they don't see or period, or understand, period, uh, because as we grow up and we develop our personalities and, and the model of the world that we grew up with, with whatever our parents and their parents and so on and so forth, our cultures, whatever those have in store, we always want to slant anyone else's view of the world or what's happening into what we know. And it's hard, you know, obviously, if you've, if you've never seen or heard something psychically, uh, or haven't been able it's to recognize it. It's hard to imagine and sit and listen to someone and, and, and imagine it being real. Well, and the funny thing is I have the opposite problem. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's hard for me to understand. I, I can put myself in their place, but it's hard for me to understand not, not hearing or not. And that was, I know, it's funny. But that was one of the things when I, you hit, hit on a good point. When, when I grew up, and as your children are growing up, um, they grow up with us on a daily basis, whether you acknowledge it or, or not, whether um, whether you you help them through it or not. It's still going to happen to them if they are a psychic, intuitive child. And so I grew up just assuming everybody was like that. I didn't know that everybody wasn't like that. It wasn't until I got to my teenage years that I was going, wait a minute, what what you just don't know things? What you just don't? What do you mean? I mean I. And if you think about it, if you grew up not knowing things, it'd be hard to think the reverse. I grew up knowing things, and I had a hard time realizing other people didn't, which which hit me as kind of a shocker because then I started thinking, oh, like what what's why why do I know these things? And and then I started realizing I was different than everybody. So your child, if they are uh, a psychic intuitive child, they will live this way just like. You you know eat and breathe and, and eat do whatever that's just who they are. It's there's no way you can turn it off to an extent, but it's the it's part of who that they are. It's not who they are. It's part of who they are. Just like if you have an athletic child or an academic child, it's a very it's a portion of who they are. Please do not define your child by that, which I know that some some people have done and and not be not on purpose not to put pressure on the child but just because they don't know any other and the other thing is because sometimes they think it's really cool um, they think it's really neat that they can see these things and um, that they have this ability and it makes them feel really neat but there is a downside to that and people don't understand that I have people tell me all the time that would be so awesome to you know do this or know that and I'm like well um, sure because they don't realize that you also see things that you happen to other people or, you know, you know things that you necessarily didn't want to know, the energetic part, the physical body part where it's so draining on you. You have to go through this whole ritual of, you know, just blocking that out. And sometimes 
it, it's really frustrating for those children, and they get really mad. I, I had someone that um, had a child that was just like, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of having to do all this stuff. Why do I have to do this and so-and-so doesn't have to do this? Well, it, it, you know, you can be sick of it all you want to, but it's who you are. It's how you were born. There's, You know, it's kind of like, you know, if you had a broken arm and you had to get to her long term, but you have to take certain steps to doing that, or if you had, it's just something that you have to do. So the next thing is... Uh, well, I, I just wanted to say something real quick. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, we had a, a caller from the area code 317, and we weren't able to pick up the call for some reason. So if you're still listening, uh, please call back in. Uh, we'd love to talk to you. Yeah, we'd, we'd love, love to, to talk chat. to you. So that was area code 317, or anyone else would like to call in, too. If, yeah, if you have okay. questions. Yeah. yeah, thank you for um, about your kids or, or just questions in general about the psychic stuff. Um, Another thing is, uh, which you've kind of touched on before, is take what your children say seriously. And actually, um, for the most part, I know that there's some kids that um, parents have had issues with them, you know, lying or whatever, um, but you know your child. So um, most of the time uh, when they're talking about things that they're seeing, especially when they're talking about things that they're seeing or things that they think is going to happen or dreams that they had where they talk to grandma, um, don't disregard this. This is really, especially if they're young, because it's it's usually they're just expressing to you what that they're experiencing. And instead of shutting it out, just make sure that you um, that you just ask them more questions and you make the connection with them on it. So the other thing. Most kids, regardless, like adults, like we were talking about, are intuitive. So if they tell you they don't like somebody or someone or a situation, please uh, find out why. Because there's usually a very valid reason. That, and sometimes that they, they will say, I don't know. But if your child's feeling very uncomfortable with somebody for whatever reason, um, sometimes, and this is going to sound funny when I say this, but you ever notice how dogs sometimes you think that, you'll have, like, the nicest dog in the world and somebody will come over and, like, everybody will come over and they'll be fine and one person will come over and they'll just freak out for no reason. And you know how they can sense. Um, children uh, can do that where adults can't sometimes because they've uh, sort of blocked their own intuition with friends or family. And when they say they don't know why, they, what they're meaning is they don't, they don't know how to, how to express why. They, they just they really feel that know. their energy yeah, and, and is not right. And they not actually know why, they just don't know how to express it. Yeah, so that's real important to take um, that. Or if they're if they're real uncomfortable with a situation like I don't know, um, just maybe going somewhere, being in a certain event, and they say I just feel like something's going to happen or something. You know, at least address it and, and check into it further. Don't just be like, oh, that's just silly. Um, so the other thing is, uh, you need to let them know that they're in control. And we talked, we talked on touched on this a little bit, but when you had mentioned that um, some of the things like parents don't understand, like if they can't understand what the children's experiencing or the children saying, please just educate and read. Um, go on the internet. There's articles on the internet. Buy books. Um, at least try to understand what they're experiencing so you can help walk them through it a little bit. If they don't if it's something that you can't uh, understand, you can usually find something that will uh, explain to you. Research it. Yeah. Let's see. We have that color back, so we're going to try to get them on. Um, so there's a lot of good books out there, and at least and if you don't want to be able to explain it to them, 
then we're having issues with the callers again today. If you don't want to explain it to them, you might be able to find books that they can read you know, themselves, but at least try to educate yourselves and educate the kids because when you educate yourselves and educate your kids, knowledge is power for them and it makes it takes the scariness away. The other thing is if the kids realize that they're not just, um, that there's other kids that have that uh, ability, that there's other adults that have that ability, that there's other, um, that that's like, people live with this ability and that they, they you know, learn how to control it. It makes them not feel so alone. So because kids will not talk to other kids about this usually, which is one of the last things. Um, if and when to let people know about it. You know, we, I left it up to my children whether they wanted to tell people about it or not. And frankly, I left it up to my children whether they wanted to tell people about me or not. Because other parents and other children do not take this well. I mean, that's another thing. I've had a lot of people saying that when their kids are having this, these abilities and they don't know what to do with it, they're afraid to go to, you know, their doctor or whatever and talk to them about it, afraid that they're going to well, be nuts. <laughs> a doctor is, you know, let's, let's face it, a Western-trained doctor in particular is not necessarily the right person to talk to in a case like this. Right. Well, and it I, always is good, of course, to have your child, you know, physically checked out, of course. I mean, always. You should right. always, you know. But being, let's say you already know your child is in good sound um, health and that sort of thing. Um, then, you really, they don't really have the knowledge of that either. So the next best person to talk to about some stuff like this would be somebody um, in the, the metaphysical field. So that could be... Um, like I said, there's a lot of different people online. Um, actually, I uh, help people with children that uh, all the time. They send me emails all the time, and I will help walk them through sort of a program, depending on the kids, of some stuff that they can do to make it not be so scary. But I cannot stress enough, when I walk parents through this and I make it so that it's not so scary for them, um, or like when we're trying to make a program where it's not so scary for the kids, it's just parents are still scared that really, the kids really pick up on that. So um, a lot of times we want to educate the parents or parents you want to educate yourself and you want to be able to not be so scared. So let's kind of run through these again because I feel like we need to summarize um, some of them. So one of the things is we, we don't want you, I don't want you treating your children different. To an extent, you have to treat them different, but please do not label your child as them because they're psychic, because they're intuitive, that they are going to have to have a whole different, you know, program. Yes, they have to have a little bit different of a program as far as, like, how you parent them. Um, we have to acknowledge certain things that they see. We have to teach them how to do some, you know, energy work or blocking of people's energy. Um, we have to empower them a little bit more to make sure that they're not afraid. But, you know, do not label them. That, well, I don't think you should ever label your kids. I mean, that's just wrong to me. I mean, there's so many facets to who a child is and, and who an adult is. I really... I, well, for the most part, I think the way that most children get labeled is because of the, their parents or their, the adults in their lives are already labeled themselves with the model of the world that they've grown up with. So that means that their kid is going to be this or that. And then with all the ADD and ADHD right. stuff that's going on these days, it, you can give which me, give me all another issue, another which uh, we probably shouldn't yeah. even talk about. Um, so please realize that uh, don't label your, it's just a 
part of who they are. It's part of who they'll always. It's kind of like male female. Your male, your male child, your female child, your psychic child. It's yeah, just part of. Who loving, are. understanding, and listening uh, sincerely to what your child has to say. Tell me, oh, tell me more about your experience. Right. Yeah. Help so me understand. The next thing we want to do is make sure that everybody educates themselves, educate their children. So we want to um, understand their ability. Again. When you want to understand their ability, you can either contact somebody like me or um, someone else in the metaphysical field. You can explain to them what they have or what some of their abilities are and what you're having problems with. They can usually tell you what type of ability that they have, and they can probably help you through that a little bit. If you do not want to do that, there's definitions online. I have several of them on my website on the definitions page. So you can go down to that and sort of figure out what their ability is. And the reason that you want to understand their ability is so that you can explain it to the child or ask the child, is this kind of what happens to you? But it's really to educate the parents. It's to educate them so the parent realizes what they're dealing with. And that's really important because not all kids will have everything. But that's, I mean, I had everything, literally everything. But not all kids. Some kids will just be an empath, like you said. Um, some kids will just be um, clear audience, clairvoyant. They'll just maybe have one thing. And so we just want to know, you want to know as a parent what you're dealing with. Um, the spirits, most often than not, I mean, if you feel like the spirits are going to harm them in some way and you think that they're tipping over things, which really that, you know, it's, I think that's all in your perception because we've had spirits move our trampoline, knock stuff off our TV, open up cupboards and doors, and we just all laugh about it. My co uh, one of my uh, old coworkers thinks that I'm just crazy. And she just that's just normal everyday right. life for you. Yes, it is. So I guess that would freak me out. <laughs> okay. And I've known really? you all your life. Really? Uh, well, to some extent. Yeah. Was, yeah. That's interesting. Because I, well, even though I know what it is, it'd be like, woo. <laughs> Go to a barbecue at Jan's, let me tell you. <laughs> no, my, my old co-worker said she'll never come to my house again because it freaks her out so bad. And that's the other thing is actually when you have an open child or an open adult, like we tend to have a lot of them, um, it does bring more spirit activity into your house. But it's funny because my son, when he was younger, uh, one time it said, um, you know, I really feel sorry for uh, people that don't have spirits around them. It would feel lonely. And I was like, you know, you're right. I would feel the same way. And then my co the old coworker that I was talking about, she's just like, oh, my God, you guys are crazy. And it just freaks her out. So I guess it's a matter of per perception. We enjoy it. Um. <laughs> well, this is cheating because I have uh, two daughters, and, and, and one's a clairaudient uh, and, and, and path, and uh, uh, my middle child is a, is a, a medium. But I use my middle child, well, both of them a lot, but when we would look for an apartment, I would take Karen in particular because I would say, now I want you to walk through this house and tell me. And she would come back. Sometimes she goes, ah, we're not even going to go into this room. Right. Well, and that's like really, um, and they don't even have to be psychic to do that. Right. Um, Especially younger. And, and actually, I, good point, because I would actually like adults to tap into that more. People, adults, you should have probably been able to do that on your own as well. Um, and well, if you're now. developing that more, but the, the key there is to pay attention to that. And as you go in and realize that you have that ability and that if, you, if you're feeling like it's weird or, or not right in some way, that it's usually energetic and, um, you know, spiritual. And that if you just start acknowledging that that's a true thing, then your ability, you can hone in on that ability. So anyways, 
uh, even if you're, the, you know, spirits tend to open doors or whatever, usually, most often than, often than not, it, it is not a harmful one. Um, you can tell the difference and, you know, they won't harm them. So um, then, you know, make sure that they're, they're eating good. Sugars and different things I don't think are good for kids anyways. Um, but, you know, make sure, I know with my daughter and my son, I have to have really different, um, also, uh, like if they get sick or if they, their diets have, have to be really different. And, and I know a lot of it's because he's sensitive and, uh, or not, she's sensitive and he's more medium. So pay attention to their diets. Um, uh, also besides teaching them about the blocking um, and teaching them about, you know, you know what, I'm not taking on these people's energy, imagine the ball around them, let's keep it out. So pay attention to their diet and empower them in realizing they don't have to be drained, they don't have to let that in or let their stuff out. Well, then, you know, that's a good point. If you've got someone who's very young and they don't understand some things, you can use, uh, you can actually project a, a, an energy around them that will protect them. Right, you can do that. Yeah. Um, so another thing, pay attention to what they're saying, especially when they're little. Um, you know, it just, it's a way to connect with them and understand where they're coming from. Talk to them about their stories. Talk to them about what, what they're seeing. Um, ask them, because a lot of times, it's really interesting. People get freaked out, but a lot of times these kids will tell you a lot of information. They'll tell you if the spirit's a girl, if it's a boy. They can get names sometimes if you ask them. They can tell you what era they're from. They can tell you why. Because usually what my kids, when they would come to me and say, yeah, somebody was hanging out in the hallway the other day or whatever, and I'll be like, well, what they look like. And then they'll tell me. And then I'll be like, well, what they want. And they'll be able to tell you. And now that I think about that, again, that would totally freak out my ex coworkers. <laughs> but it's just, you know, they know, and it's not scary. And, and don't be afraid. Just ask them. And, you know, if, if they don't want them around, just you tell them, you know what, tell them not to be here. You don't want them around. Um, I loved Kumo's saying where um, when they're drawn to us because they see a white light, and they do. They see us in a different light as they do other other people, any psychic, um, any child, a lot of children. Yeah, and Kumo would say, um, you know, I'm a light, but I'm not the light, so <laughs> go to the light. And Kumo, uh, by the way, means teacher in Hawaiian. She is our Hawaiian values and uh, uh, teacher and cultural teacher. Yes, she is. Um, and she also has a website. We need to schedule her soon for to bring, we bring can, on. Yeah, we keep threatening to do that. Yeah, so we we'll got to do that in the next couple of shows. Um, and so then we want the children to know that they're in control. That is a huge, huge, huge thing. And we want the parents, you know, if your children have it, fake it, parents, if you don't feel, if you're scared, Pretend like you have a control. Pretend like that you, you know you're um, you're helping your children have a con have control over it. If they're afraid, have, help them block it out. Help them ask them to leave. Um, you know, and do all these different things and just fake it because well they they might might probably pick up on your faking it. But the more that you project that, the more it makes them feel secure. It makes them feel like. Um, you know, and, and one last thing before, because um, we have like a minute left, one of the things that I would do, uh, that I do with some psychic children is I have these angel wings, and I do a blessing on them, um, and I'll give them to kids that I feel like need a protection, and when you give kids stuff like that, if you can find a pair of angel wings or something, that, and you can say this is to protect you, and, you know, tell them and, and ask God to um, protect them from any harmful, or, you know, anything scary, and put them 
around their neck, um, they will feel empowered. It's really amazing. Um, and they'll feel the energy and they'll feel like that they have um, somebody kind of watching their back. Some you know? control. And it's about intent and it's about control. Right. And there is someone watching their back. There is. There absolutely is. And what that does is it draws the guardian angel in and all that sort of thing as well. So in the DVD thing, the TV on at night, that you'll notice that a huge difference uh, at night if you let them do that. It, just try it for You'll be amazed at how well that work, works out. And then just don't, you know, let them take it at their own pace whether they want to tell people or not, you know. But education. If I cannot stress enough, education is the key. We want to uh, educate ourselves, educate children you know, and learn as much as we can about it, and learn how not to let it take over your lives, you know. It doesn't need to take over your lives. It's just a part of your life that's manageable. It's just like when you have to eat. It's just like um, it shouldn't be such a huge thing that it's just taking over who you are or who your children are. So um, it's ma very manageable. And after travel, that was one thing I wish I would have touched on a little bit more because that does freak kids out a little bit. So please go read my after travel article on the Jennifer uh, JenniferOpsychic.com website because um, I I have a lot of questions that um, that can help you with on that. Aloha for uh, next time. And, and we'll we, we we lost three one seven the caller, but we apologize for that. But aloha. Aloha.